tell me what language identity means for you as a doctor? As a doctor, language identity, I think it's, uh, it's part of who I am. It's understanding and accepting my, my origin. You know, as a, I'm a British Pakistani, but I'm very proud of my heritage. Um, the fact that I can speak Urdu, Punjabi and Hindi um, allows me to make patients feel very comfortable and at ease and also makes them, I suppose, they know that I understand where they're coming from and um, without certain things being said. And I think, you know, it's more people in the NHS need to be, you know, be able to use their, 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 their language skills for the patient's benefit. Definitely. And why would you say the younger generation today don't use their multilingual skills as much as they could possibly use it? I think, I think, you know, that's a really interesting topic and, um, why I'm not, I'm not sure. I think there may be an element of embarrassment that they could potentially, you know, speak this language because it obviously identifies their ethnic origin or the country of, or their, their parents' country of origin. Um, and it may be the slightly uncomfortable fact that they may be aware of certain, you know, elements of racism that may exist within the NHS um, you know, gladly it's, it's not very, you know, it's hugely prevalent because we're, you know, it's a multicultural organisation, but maybe that's, maybe that's the reason. Yeah. And out of personal experience, have you ever come across any sort of racism within the NHS? Um, yes. Um, sadly, you know, I qualified in 19... 92 sorry 93 it's going back a while um and yeah you would get the 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 jokes about the sort of like the racial profiling of um these you know the asian shopkeeper or uh the asian delivery you know the uh, taxi driver um and sort of they would make judgments before even assessing the patient um, or, you know, a, a woman wearing a hijab would be profiled before as someone who um, may not be very, you know, not be educated or not, you know, maybe in an oppressed marriage, which is absolute nonsense. So, yeah, I, and I'm sad to say that I, it, it still continues. Yeah, it's an unfortunate fact, which hopefully with time we can conquer a bit more. Mm. With regards to looking back into when you first came into med, med, no, I'm tripping over my words. <laughs> um, when you first joined medicine, um, can you describe your journey as to why you chose to become a doctor? So I actually didn't uh, choose to become a doctor. Um, it wasn't my first choice at all. It was, I was given the choice by my parents. Um, they said to me I could either become a doctor or a teacher um, thinking that um, it would fit better with I suppose their own idea of what my life should be like I actually wanted to do journalism um, or law which they didn't feel was suitable for a girl um, who they felt you know should devote their her time also to a family um, so 
I, my interest in human biology, I suppose, spurred me on. And the fact that I just don't have patience with a class of 30 children. So that's probably my, my incentive there. Yeah. And now that you've been practicing medicine for many years, do you regret or are you happy with the decision that you made? I think I'm very honoured and blessed to be in the position that I am. You know, I love the NHS. I love my patients. But if I'm truly honest, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't do medicine. Uh, If I was allowed the choice, you know, I would still do what I wanted to do, which was journalism or law. And I'm sad to say, you know, to see things really haven't progressed in that regards with allowing children to, to do what they want, really. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for your time.